Having an opportunity to get to know people through social channels and develop relationships that can foster into something great. You never know when you are connected with somebody that might be able to give you an introduction to a place that you've been yearning to work or maybe yearning to prospect into. It's about making it fun. It's about making it real. It's about humanizing this whole digital world that we're in. Welcome to the Making Sales Social Podcast, featuring the top voices in sales, marketing, and business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, as we each bring you the best tips and strategies our guests are teaching their clients, so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Making Sales Social. I'm really excited about our guests today. Lindsay Boggs is someone that I followed on social for years and then got to meet her back in 2015 and fortunately got to see her when we were at LinkedIn during Dreamforce about a month and a half ago. Lindsay is VP Sales Development and Enablement at Glassbox. And Glassbox is such an interesting company as they really help the customer's digital journey on websites so that it reduces friction. And Lindsay now as a VP is running the sales and enablement team. Welcome to Making Sales Social. Thank you so much for having me, Brynn. It's such a delight. Oh my gosh. When I saw you at LinkedIn, I was like, oh my gosh, it's been too long. And I was so excited about the things that you're up to and how you're impacting sales. Uh, you have done so much over the years, including uh, shedding light onto kind of the mental health challenges of um, balancing work life, family, and getting, and you really, by sh being vulnerable and sharing your story, have impacted so many people because most of us have some level of that, but there, you took the shame out of it. And uh, I, I can never tell you how much I have appreciated that over the years. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, it's it's been a journey for sure. And um, I my goal is sharing stories. If I can impact one person's life, I feel like I've done a good job. So appreciate that. Well, you've impacted thousands at least. <laughs> and you. it's, um, you've really, you know, put your stamp on that. But beyond that, you are a brilliant sales and sales enablement professional. And I'm really excited to dive into that. But before I do, the one question we ask all of our guests is what does making sales social mean to you? What does making sales social means to me is having an opportunity to get to know people through social channels and develop relationships that can foster into something great. You never know when you are connected with somebody that might be able to give you an introduction to a place that you've been yearning to work or maybe yearning to prospect into. So I think it's about making it fun. It's about making it real. It's about humanizing this whole digital world that we're in. Oh, I love that answer. And I, I agree. It really is way, it's the most fun selling, building mm -hmm. those rapports and the rapport and relationships. So tell me a little bit about your philosophy on managing teams, sales teams, because mm -hmm. you have this deep empathy. And so I'd love to hear a little bit about kind of your overarching philosophy around leadership. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it really, 
changed a lot for me during COVID. I read a book called The Trillion Dollar Coach and what it allowed me to internalize was really take a look back at my one-on-ones and my staff meetings and how they were run. And before I read the book, my one-on-ones and staff meetings, I would say were mediocre at best. I didn't necessarily have an agenda. Um, I didn't have them bring an agenda to me. And if I had somebody, let's say that's less outgoing or somebody that is less forthcoming with information, our one-on-ones would be very, very brief. And so I changed my whole structure and philosophy around sales leadership after reading this book. And so now my one-on-ones are incredibly structured. I have let the team know that it is their opportunity to, you know, share with me what's going on in their world. It is their agenda, not mine. I've implemented mm-hmm. some software around that to have really effective one-on-ones and my staff meetings. I change completely. I have visuals. I have icebreakers. I start every meeting off with gratitude. So I go around the room and ask every person what they're grateful for. And, you know, it changed during COVID and leading a team remotely has its challenges. But I think the biggest thing is having empathy I, when I start a new company, I always share with them my TEDx talk on my mental health journey, because I want them to know that I've been through struggles. I understand when somebody needs a mental health day, probably more than most people. So that's kind of my philosophy is just leaning into being vulnerable for the team, but also holding them accountable as well. I love that. Um, if it's okay, I kind of want to keep going down the sales leadership journey because sure. this is the area where uh, I think so many people can learn from you. So mm-hmm. let's talk about hiring. What yeah. do you look for when you're interviewing a sales rep? Curiosity. Curiosity. I make sure also that they've done their research on me and the other people they're interviewing with. If I get on an interview and I start off by you know small talk and then I say, okay, what did you learn about me before today's interview? And they say, or they scramble and they they obviously haven't researched me. A simple Google search can bring up a ton of stuff on me. If they haven't researched me, how do I know they're going to research a prospect that is part of their job? I love that curiosity. I think you could teach a lot, but mm-hmm. curiosity, I think is an innate, um, you could even teach them how to research, but if it's not in their heart, they're just going to, get some bullet points, right? They're not going to really. So I love that. Um, You know, everyone has a different definition of sales enablement, right? You could talk to 10 people in sales enablement and have 11 definitions. What does sales enablement mean to you? Sales enablement means to me having the right resources in your toolkit, but also this is the big thing. The leadership leading the sales team has to have accountability with the team to use it. And that's the biggest gap I've seen is like, I've, I've been at companies or I've consulted for companies in the past where they have every tool stack you can imagine, but if they're not using it and not using it the right way, what's the point of having it? So it's about the accountability and teaching the leaders of sales to have accountability with their teams. So when... Sales stack is an interesting um, dilemma, right? Like there are sometimes I will talk with a sales team and they don't even know what's in their sales stack. Like their company's buying and pushing and some things are more for leadership. Other things are for customer success. Others might be, you know, for process driven. But 
rarely do they play together. So what do you do in a sales enablement role that helps adoption of new tool tools? Show them how they work by me showing them how to prospect and how to close business by using the tools in my tech stack that we have. So it's getting in there and saying, hey, you want a meeting with this company? Let me show you how to do it. And I do it. And that's that's all the buy-in they need is like, oh, Lindsay, Lindsay just showed us how to do it from start to finish. I, I can do that. So it's about showing them and um, leading the path for them. Yeah. And that gives you so much credibility, right? Yes. When they go, oh, she's been there. She's done this. She gets it. She un it's not just sales leadership. She understands having a quota. She understands. So I think that that's, I think that's so great. You, you practice what you teach, right? Exactly. So I love that. So this company Glassbox, right? This is mm -hmm. about the digital experience, about UX, about making websites easier to navigate and probably creating more leads for the companies, mm -hmm. right? Tell yep. me a little bit about how do you help the sales team position this company, position Glassbox mm -hmm. uh, in a way that creates new opportunities? Because in some ways it's a, it's its own kind of, it's a new market, right? Like it's right. not it's not website building necessarily, mm -hmm. or if it is, you know, but so how do you position kind of this new idea in the minds of your buyers? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you'll like this answer to me. First and foremost, it comes down to us all having our own personal brand, because when we're outreaching to a prospect and if our profile isn't filled out completely, or we don't have a value prop on what glass box is, they're not going to be as inclined to reply so it starts internally with our personal brands being developed. And then also it, it starts with making sure you're engaging with your prospects on LinkedIn and making sure you're tagging them on content around Glassbox. And the first time you outreach to them will not be the first time they've heard your name or they've seen your name. So it's not about, you know, batching and blasting. It's about being really strategic and how you're going after that prospect. So, yeah, I absolutely love that. Um, in sales enablement, are you kind of bridging between the content and in the marketing department and what your sales folks need in order to start those conversations? Absolutely. I work very closely with marketing and product marketing to make sure that our messaging is on point. Um, the, you know, the messaging we're sending out through email, through LinkedIn is definitely top of mind for the prospects we're going after and personifying it. We don't want to send a message to somebody that doesn't resonate with them. We want to make sure it's all based on their persona. Yeah. I, I love the way that you think and the way that you're, it's all kind of aligned and working together. I think um, it really, I, I do believe it's the difference between sales management and sales leadership. And you are definitely coming at this from this leadership role where you're going to create so much trust and credibility uh, that your sales team is really going to thrive. And I think it's exciting. So as we start to wrap this up, uh, I'm going to ask you, is there a question I didn't ask you that I should have? Ooh, question that I would say the one and only AI. What's going on with AI in sales? Ah, of course. So go ahead, share, share your thoughts around AI in sales. 
Yeah, AI and sales is interesting. I mean, I think it's probably the top of our feed every single day, how to leverage it. I, I'd say don't be overwhelmed with how much talk is going on with AI, but I would encourage folks to explore it in terms of using it for your advantage. Meaning, you know, I use Bard personally to ask uh, the prompt to tell me what are the top five initiatives for so-and-so company in their latest earning statement. So I don't have to read, you know, 150 pages of an earning statement. I can just consolidate and ask for five bullets and be really specific on what I'm going after. So that's a way to save time, but I don't want people to, you know, over rotate on AI and think, is it going to take my job or how am I, how am I going to use all of these AI tools? Cause there's so many, I mean, I get prospected on a daily basis. I'm sure you do as well with AI and I, I can pick out AI versus non-AI and, and that's still important to humanize this process. Right. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much. So um, how can people get a hold of you and why, you know, why, I, like maybe around Glassbox and what you do, how can they get a hold of you? <laughs> yeah, LinkedIn is the easiest way to get a hold of me. Um, I, I am an open book. I like to engage with all sorts of different types of people, and I'm always exploring, you know, what's out there. So please connect with me on LinkedIn or follow me. Either one, I'm happy to be a resource. And mm -hmm. I just wanted to say congratulations to you, Bren for making LinkedIn top voice. Cause that is a goal of mine one day to make that. So um, I'm so proud of you. And, and I know that it's such an honor to receive that award. Oh, it's been a lot of fun and I've really enjoyed, uh, it's really stemmed through the LinkedIn in sales insiders through sales solutions. So, mm -hmm. and that's how we met. So I know. Uh, not met. that's how we re-engage, re-met. But thank you. It's been it's been a fun journey. So that's awesome. Um, well, terrific. And, I, you know, I really love the insights that you brought uh, to the audience today. And I'm sure there are some nuggets in there some of our leaders can take and really leverage to increase team success. So thanks so much for being part of this. And for all our listeners, when you're out and about, don't forget to make your sales social. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.